sometimes we wish that we could actually come back and talk to people that have been from beyond the grave that we miss so dearly with all of our hearts, which is actually what some of our episodes are based around. But sometimes they come back a little too harshly. And for some people, they find out the person that found out this time was Veronica. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, and I am joined by my co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing this week? I'm fabulous, my man. Man, we are keeping it clean every week. I can't wait for them to actually email us back, finally. Uh, But, guys, we have a very, very special guest with us today. We have the Burgermeister, Meister Burger himself, Justin (laughs) fucking Webster. How are you doing, my friend? (laughs) Good, good, good. How's it going, guys? Uh, We're just excited to have you on the show, man. Uh, Justin is a very good friend of mine. We're super excited to have him on. Very talented chef and is opening Hef's Burger Club here very soon, correct? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're uh, we're getting the keys in about eight days. Uh, we should be open by August if everything goes well. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, man. We're just excited to serve the community some smash burgers. Keep an eye out. We have a few more pop ups coming up in June. Um, July is going to be pretty much devoted to staff training, and uh, hopefully, we'll have the doors open by August. So. Hell yeah. It sounds like you're not going to have too much staff to really train. It sounds like you're going to have a pretty solid amount of people. I'm going to do everything. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to leave. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, that is super exciting. Uh, But moving on into the movie. So, Eric, what is the itinerary looking like for Veronica? This film is written and directed by Paco Plaza. Um, As far as the top billing cast goes, we have Sandra Escasina as Veronica. Bruna Gonzalez as Lucia, Claudia Placer as Irene, Ivan Chavero as Antonio, uh, Anna Torrent as Anna, Consuela Trujillo as Sister Death herself, Angela Fabian as Rosa, and Cherna Adeva as Romero. Sister Death definitely looked like a Consuela. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she definitely had that like Spanish grandmother vibe. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, really funny because we got the text from Justin, because we usually let our guests pick what movie they want to do. And my first thought was, oh, fuck, we actually have to, like, read Spanish at, like, 1030 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we got through it. The movie was great. But what were what were the first impressions, guys? Justin, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, I love that movie. I think for a Netflix film, it's it's great. It's scary. It's cerebral. That familial horror always always gets to me. You know, it's in the same vein as Hereditary, the Babadook, where the it's familia horror. the familia <laughs> horror. horror de familia. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's not so much focused on the supernatural aspect. I mean, it's really kind of focusing around the characters and how this these supernatural events have an effect on the characters. So I think that makes it all the more real. Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Eric, what, what were your first impressions? Yeah, what he said. <laughs> this, is a, this is a really good one for me because, again, I, I feel strongly attached to things that have a supernatural element to them, right? Uh, this is something that could, it, for whatever we know to be true about the universe and the way that the systems and laws and everything of physics work, this is relatively pos- you know, plausible, you know what I mean? Mm. This is closer to, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those things for me where when we start dealing with things of this nature, um, the elements of fear that are so necessary to making good horror are omnipresent, mm-hmm. at, you know, 
So I'm I'm thinking you want to jump into a rating or what are you feeling for this? Or well, wanna... So like I, I I don't know that I'm quite ready to rate it yet. I know I said something as soon as we were done with yeah, the movie, yeah. but I might actually have to like discuss this a little bit further before I can actually decide if I can actually put the yeah. same number on it. We'll save it but, to the end. I but, really I mean for me like this is one of those things that it was so well acted. The special mm-hmm. effects were so strong for what they were and everything that I feel like it did its job, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe we are a little bit higher than I said it initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will say, like, first impressions, I thought, uh, again, the cerebral aspect of this was really cool. Um, and I've said a couple times before, like, I'm super into any aspect of, like, religion or mythos or anything that kind of, mm-hmm. like, encompasses itself. And we kind of got that to some degree in here, I would sure. have liked, I think that's kind of the only thing that was kind of holding me back on this movie was I wanted more of that, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you have like fucking evil dead goes into army of darkness kind of shit, you know, where you have like this big train story for their mythos, but all in all, like I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. But with that, let's get into the synopsis sure, of the movie. Get it. Um, so we start off with, uh, it's June. It, it takes over, Three days, right? I think. Sure. So I think it starts on June twelfth. Yeah. So June twelfth on in 1991, which you can feel the 80s still yeah. like creeping mm. up <laughs> over while you watch it. You and can we... smell the hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> and hairspray there fucking was, especially for like her friends later on. But we start off in uh, this 911 call that's happening to the local police department, and it's pouring down rain, and everyone's kind of freaking out. And we're getting, like, the call itself while we're getting these, like, little cutscenes. So it's a little, everybody's already Mm -hmm. kind of fucking on edge. And we're getting, like, this little bit of distortion on there, too. Because I guess they're 90s phones. And And then we kind of show up with the the detective. And we get to, I guess, like, closing out that first scene that we don't understand yet Mm -hmm. is him just being, like, Oh fuck! Like, what am I yeah, watching? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> yeah, genuine sense of uh, fear and what the fuck am I looking at on yeah. his face at all times? You know, <laughs> which I assume is just dead bodies. With right. like any any horror movie that we're watching, is it's just fucking dead bodies, right? <laughs> it's just it's just chaos, esto. These are manos. So we start, I mean, we, we go into, you know, this ransacked, bloody fucking apartment mm-hmm. and like shit is the way that we will find it later on. Kids are movie. screaming outside and yeah. shit, you know. And we're like, kids, shut the fuck up. And yeah, we're like, right. oh, we don't know what trauma they've been through yet. <laughs> uh, so we kind of flash to being in the apartment, right? We meet our, our protagonist, twist later to come, mark that. Say it in Spanish. Spanish. yeah you gotta put the feminine on the end yeah man justin what what were kind of your thoughts when like we wake up with this we go from like this screaming right to like her yawning i guess they they just kind of did a layover for the soundtrack like what what was that kind of like when we're actually like meeting everyone for the first time I think I think it's cool that you open on this really chaotic scene because it sets it it becomes peaceful immediately and you know there's this anxiety that's going to build towards this big climax. Um, but it starts off pretty calm. It just shows the day to day of um, Veronica and her siblings. You know, it gives you a, a good idea of like who she is. You know, she's she's the sit in mother. Her mom works so much that mm-hmm. she can't really um, you know she can't really be there for her for her kids. So Veronica has to assume that role as the mother, mm-hmm. um, and it gives you 
you know, it just gives you like her day by day, you know what I mean? Um, and I appreciate that. It starts off very calm and it's a slow burn. Um, and it's it, very down to earth too. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't think it reads as a horror movie for the first act. <laughs> think this is that first time <laughs> where the family is perfect and everybody's happy. Yeah. I think it's, really, yeah, yeah. it's Dawson's Creek for yeah. the first act. <laughs> and then he, she kind of like, as she's getting all these kids ready, right? She kind of goes into her mother's room. Who's just like passed out. She's yeah. got the fucking eye lens <laughs> over. And my first thought was like, she's a fucking drunk. Right. Mm, as yeah. it turns out, she's actually an upstanding mother who is working her ass. Yeah. Off. She serves drunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a coffee bar. <laughs> in a coffee bar in Madrid. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, she's getting all of her siblings ready. They start walking to school. And this is like, I think Eric was like, the the music for this movie I'm already sold on. Because yeah, they start yeah. off with like this Spanish. And guys, we mean Spain Spanish. <laughs> yeah, Catalan. <laughs> we use Vesotros here. <laughs> uh, they start off with like, it's almost like the the 80s power ballad never died <laughs> while, they, while they're walking to school. And it's like this weird, like, slow burn scene like you're talking about where, like, everything is just, like, everything's fine. She's walking with her Walkman on. She's got the phone padding over her earbuds mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't have wireless yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get this first instance of more humanity from Veronica where uh, she's talking to uh, Antonito, mm-hmm. I think is the character's name. And, you know, she kneels down. He's about to, like, go into class. I assume he's, like, six or seven, right? Sure. You're the dad here. you got you got to be able to I mean, to, tell to, to be kindergarten age, it's going to be five to seven. I would assume probably five, six, something yeah. like that. And he just looks at her and goes, I'm not going to wet the bed again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, so so adorable. Yeah, that actor. <laughs> I would clean that pee, yeah. yeah. He was- <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I, I say that as someone without a child. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and not to mention the kid was so cute. It's like, oh, it's actually cute that he peed the bed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Until his friends find out. It's like, fuck, man. Right, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the pariah in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all, it's only second to like calling the teacher mom. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so we get into class with uh, Veronica and they start talking about the eclipse that's coming. And I guess I didn't understand that the eclipse was coming now. Like yeah, yeah. we're all like, like in five minutes. Yeah, we're, we're all about to go outside <laughs> and watch the eclipse. Yeah. And this was like one of the crazier scenes that I've ever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I commented on the fact that it's it blows my mind that you let all of these young children try mm-hmm. and view an eclipse because they're all idiots, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're holding like film in front of their face. Someone's got like three D glasses on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that scene particularly. <laughs> how absent-minded parents and teachers and guardians were in the 90s. I mean, we were just, you know. (laughs) They're fine. Yeah. (laughs) It was 91. We're fine. Yeah. I got injured more times around adults than I did on my own when I was a child. (laughs) (laughs) Rub some dirt on it. You're fine. Right. (laughs) And and we have this, like, weird point where, like, you know, we're watching the kids. We're watching Sister Death. Yeah. As she is known, I don't, Mm. is is she actually, does she have a name? Because I don't think it's it's, Narcissa. Yeah. Yeah. Consuela, right? Was the actress's name. Oh, was the actress's name. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Racist plug there. But (laughs) we'll edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, so she's kind of like just like staring off into the distance, yeah. and she's got her cane and shit. I think Eric, you actually commented on that when, it, it, and it's just it's funny to me because all of this is happening immediately after we get finished up in what I assume is some kind of astronomy class. I don't know because we're talking in depth about it. the teachers literally like, well, the ancient Maya used to sacrifice <laughs> eclipses because if they believed it was a good time to mm-hmm. purge the world of what they believed as dark people and things like that and everything. And this is the point where Veronica <laughs> kind of like zones out and she's like, oh, fuck, you know, comes back to reality. We're all outside watching the eclipse and everything. And while everyone is doing that, Veronica and her homies go down to the cellar. Which is Rosa and uh, what? What was the other girl's name? Lucia, maybe. I'm Deanna. So Deanna. Deanna. Okay. Thank yeah, you. yeah. I'm terrible with names. I appreciate you. Oh yeah, and, and they <laughs> we come back should... always. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, it's so weird that like they have like almost this underground concrete basement that you can get into from outside. Yeah, that's accessible like, from, yeah. from yeah. the recess area, and it's got like you know balls and like fucking stuffed mannequins and like all kinds of weird shit yeah. that I feel like you wouldn't have in a school to begin mm-hmm. with, just like hiding down here. And then the, the they're just like, oh, did you bring it? Did you bring it? And it's a fucking Ouija board, yeah. right? And wh- like, what do you what do you do with a Ouija board in the in this situation? Speak to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's the devil's word. That's the devil, Veronica. <laughs> I, I will say one of my favorite things about this Ouija board was like, I just always assumed seeing an Americanized one that it was only one one way. And originally when they have the shot over top of it, I didn't notice that there were words on the inside of yeah. it. I thought it was just the Spanish alphabet around the outside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, this scene's about to be 45 fucking minutes yeah. long. <laughs> While we try and transpose this. And it's like, you know, it's got C. Hola. No. Yeah. And, then, and then adios. <laughs> and what was so, like, this is what was cool about this scene to me was you, you see Veronica at the beginning, like before they leave, she grabs a picture of her dad. It's clear mm-hmm. that this is what the plan for today was. She knew about the eclipse ahead of time. She knew about the significance of the eclipse ahead of time. She knew that this was the time to potentially be able to talk to her lost father and mm-hmm. everything. So when they're well, all... apparently makes a banging paella from apparently, that Apparently, which is insane. <laughs> no, that's a good call. Does anybody want to speak on that for five to ten minutes? Because Justin, I feel like I'll we give could. you that one. <laughs> um, I've made paella my... Paella has never looked that good. It was, and that had to be forty pounds of paella. He was also <laughs> holding it at like a sixty degree angle, and it just was not moving. Just holding a full rondo of paella with prawns. <laughs> Everything's like beautifully in place. It looked like a food artist had gone through and just like microplated yeah. the whole fucking mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, big ups, Papa. <laughs> Papa, Papi, <laughs> Papa Paella. <laughs> But anyways, you're saying uh, with the seance. Yeah, and so and now. so we're doing the thing, and it's like you know they have the planchette, and it's moving. They all put the one finger on it and do the whole you know, and it, there's this like oh fuck, who's moving it? It's not me. It's who's you moving the mason you know jar I mean? we brought? Yeah, and then, yeah, and then it. I believe it spells out "I spy." Yeah, initially yeah. Mm-hmm. is the first yeah. thing that it actually communicates back to them, and they talk about it for a moment, and they say. Well, I think they were just trying, did they actually like figure anything out about it? Because I feel like they just moved on from there because they started asking like, are you uh, Veronica's dad? And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it says no. Mm -hmm. I'm fairly certain that when they actually move the glass or or they move the glass, when Satan moves the fucking glass, (laughs) it goes over to just no. And it's like, are you trying to communicate with Veronica? Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
I, I think uh, Dina was the one with the hairsprayed quaff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, as yeah, the friend. Yeah, so she like dips out because she's like, this is fucking scary because right. everyone's like, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, Veronica has her, she's given the two finger tango to the, uh, <laughs> the, the mason jar and just starts like, like it, you know what I mean? They're actually spelling shit at light speed at this point. Candles are blowing out, shit's catching on fire. Like Rose you know, is freaking yeah, out, candles yeah. are falling mm-hmm. over, and then like it looks like she's just having this fucking seizure and like yes. screaming. Which I, I think uh, the fact that Veronica had braces made it so much scarier. Yeah, sure. Because I was like, if she bit you, it would <laughs> shred your arm. <laughs> Veronica looks like she bites. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They all look like they bite. <laughs> Mark that. <laughs> and I think that's like the overarching theme. What makes this movie so scary, man, is just adolescence, you know, from the braces. Like, it's just, <laughs> this is happening to young children. It's, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, because I think uh, post that scene, I made a comment. I was like, I just could imagine being 14 and that happening to me. And she's talking to the nurse and she's like, yeah, I'm 15. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess I'm off by a fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> Because as she's whispering these things, it's inaudible to the audience. But what Diana does is she or whoever bends down and puts her in. There's that moment of panic before they just split the scene. Mm. You know what I mean? We don't know what it says yet, but mark that. We'll come back to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so Veronica wakes up in the nurse's office after all of this at school. I guess somebody found her or whatever. Maybe her friend's did her a solid and hey my friend's fucking <laughs> being possessed right now if somebody can come take a look at this and the nurse was like are you on drugs yeah are you on pot or pills because those are the only two drugs in madrid i guess right yeah now that, now that there's not like people shooting up heroin in the fucking park yeah but there's just like are you on pot <laughs> <laughs> have you done a pot today mm-hmm. see <laughs> <laughs> It gets into this really creepy conversation, especially with like a school nurse where she's sure. just like, have you had your period yet? Because yeah. you're 15. This is weird. And she's like, she's not necessarily shaming her, mm-hmm. but it feels weird. Like, right. it feels like you shouldn't be talking about this with a school official. And uh, maybe it's- an anomaly. <laughs> she needs to go to the hospital yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and a thought I had uh, just with this watch through, I'm like. Is that why she was the one that was chosen? You know, maybe because she was she was oh, pure. Right. Yeah. Because the period makes you dirty. I get it. <laughs> uh, my, by my Puritan standards. <laughs> it's true. We are in a Moravian area. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Brother Justin. <laughs> my brother and brother. So, so like now she's finally home, right? And she's getting up in the morning. I assume they're like, it's still preschool, right? Because they haven't gone yet, but I think they go later that day. And it starts off. Oh, actually, sorry. I'm, I'm totally wrong. She's making dinner uh, because mom is still working 24 hours a day, sure. I mm-hmm. guess, at this point. She had, I guess, done the pro move and had the slow cooker meatballs ready yeah. to go for the kids. And she's like, you know, telling them like, hey, go ahead and get it table set up and this that and the other and there's this really fucking weird scene where like she's got the cracked ouija board like i guess you just had to hold on to it because i you paid for it what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah yeah and it's like sitting on she puts it on top of uh like her i guess closet is the like right word wardrobe, yeah. yeah okay that's that's the real word for yeah. it <laughs> i've never had one <laughs> I have t-shirts and drawers and that's pretty much my fucking wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) And like, 
you know, she's going to walk out the door and she just hears this fucking on the floor mm. and it's her bag with the Ouija board on it that's like falling off the mm. front. And then it's almost comical where like she puts it back up and she goes to walk out the door again and you hear it again that... But this time it like borderline flew three inches from the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to like this fucking gross ass meatball scene. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, uh, they're just eating dinner. Uh, I think, I think the funny thing is um, there was a, there was a line that the nurse said where um, she was like, Hey, is your blood pressure low? Let's, um, you know, try to eat some red meat today. Right. And so right, um, right. not enough iron in your blood. Not yeah, enough yeah, iron. Yeah, so but I mean, she was yeah. already ready. For yeah. This. She yeah. She was already, already ready. <laughs> she already had the slow cooked meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I don't know whether it was the entity or whatever. I mean, it doesn't really explain what this entity is, but um, I don't know if it was preventing her from eating um, or trying to contribute to this like degradation of Veronica throughout the movie, <laughs> but it just won't allow her to eat. Somehow and, beginning with motor function. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a pretty visceral scene, right? Sauce pouring out of her mouth. I think you said, John, uh, that was way too much sauce. There wasn't that much <laughs> sauce on the meatballs. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looked like. You, you could have literally, like, not even put the meatball in your mouth and just, like, sucked it between your lips, and less would have been on your face. Right. <laughs> like, it is just pouring gravy out of yeah. your mouth. <laughs> and it's clear that she's in a trance or some kind of, you know, lapse in reality. Uh, because what happens is one of her sisters walks into the room with a carton of milk and says... It looks at her, she's like, oh shit, and drops it, and that breaks her. Yeah, because her hands you know? are shaking, she's yeah. fucking got gravy coming down her face. She looks like me at Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a couple instances now where Veronica has been separated from reality by something beyond her control. And mm-hmm. this is where we start to get the idea that, okay, is the demon here? Is the demon possessing her? There are a couple of different options at this point. Is it a spirit? Is it a physical body? Whatever. Right. And it's almost yeah. comical when... Uh, while she's having these like tremors throughout mm. her arms and her body, and she's like trying to get the meatball into her mouth. Antonito is like sitting next to her and just mm. like, oh, yeah. like, he's like watching her like struggle <laughs> and smiling. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was actually the shit. MVP. Yeah. Antonito is the cute one. The other ones we don't even remember their names because yeah. they're gonna die later. <laughs> Jk, they're fine. We don't kill kids in movies apparently. Not in Spain. Yeah. I just feel like. And I feel this way about video games too. Like I felt this way about Fable is if you can't get it, don't put them in the fucking game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. What? <laughs> if right. I can't kill everyone in the game, don't put them in the fucking <laughs> game. <laughs> so now we're at bath time, right? Tubby time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, Antonito is starting off with like you know getting washed by veronica and she's like scrubbing him down and such and he's like singing this song which we'll find out later is actually the a cleaning product commercial mm-hmm. that just everybody's it's just like a jingle that people know i suppose it's yeah. their fabuloso yeah i mean no free ads but it's right. their fabuloso it is what it is yeah <laughs> he, he's like saying they're getting washed down and veronica's like you sound like a parent you just sound like yeah. shut up yeah. <laughs> shut and, up and let me bathe you yeah and then she continues to bathe him and then like starts singing the song back to him yeah. <laughs> she's alright that was rude I'm sorry you're yeah. right let's yeah. keep going yeah, yeah. well, and, yeah. well and as uh, Justin said Veronica runs a very tight ship yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I have had younger siblings before that never would have done anything that I've told them to mm-hmm. do yeah. and I know that there's like a 10 plus year age difference between her and all of her siblings. But I've definitely been told to go fuck Mm. myself before. (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe in less words, yeah. <laughs> but it was definitely there. Uh, she starts hearing this weird sound. Yeah, there's this noise that goes off outside, and she, and you know, the gut reaction is it's her sister's fucking with her. So she steps outside, and she hears the noise again, and she looks to her left. Okay, that wasn't it. Looks to the right. Her sisters are there, coming from a different direction that the noise is coming from. So now she's like, okay, I've got... It. It turns out, I guess it was her room. I can't really remember if it was her room or not, but it kind of, you know, the thing about it was she had to go investigate because, you know, we got to see what's going on. Um, when she walks in, she's actually locked out of her room. I think the door opens on its own and she's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is clearly what, <laughs> let's go figure this out. Fucking Ouija board's moving again or something, you know what I mean? Gets locked in. As soon as that door slams closed, she hears um, Antonita screaming. Mm-hmm. And she can't get out. She's slamming it, you know, finally breaks free and goes in. And Antonito is screaming. It burns. It burns. There's steam rising out of the bathtub. He's covered. His entire body is covered in water burns and everything. And there's that moment where she says, I like, he's like, why did you, I can't, did he say, why did no, you burn me? He, I don't remember. He was actually the one that had said, she was apologizing. She said, I'm sorry that you left the water, that yeah. I left the water up yeah, so yeah, high. Yeah. And he was like, it wasn't you. Oh, fuck. This is actually one of my bigger issues with the movie. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Mark it. Mark that shit. Um, so yeah, she's like, Rubbing on what I could only imagine is like cortisone cream. Yeah. I assume they had it in ninety one. I wouldn't kind of know. Bomb. Yeah, I, I was still semen, so I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was still in the ball at this point. I was a mostly developed fetus at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I you can hear it from the outside. <laughs> 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 So now, you know, the kids have been kind of been put to bed and we start hearing the TV gets turned on while uh, Veronica is in the kitchen. She's just doing some minor cleanup and all that stuff from dinner. And you hear uh, that same commercial, that Sentinilla <laughs> <laughs> that they were saying in the bathroom earlier. Is this like the bonding point that we get? And apparently it was. It yeah. like what, what cleans together stays together. Yeah. And like... <laughs> That's an official tagline. <laughs> <laughs> TM. But, and, and Justin, if you want to actually pick this up, because you pointed it out because you said you didn't notice it the first time. I did not either. Yeah. Uh, until we rewound, rewound it like four or five mm-hmm. fucking times. Yeah. And I'm, I've seen this movie probably four times. And I, I noticed things in this watch through that, that I had never noticed. I mean, I think with the Centea commercial, I mean, it's it's something that's so mundane, mundane. I mean, it's something that we, you know, we all know jingles. And it's, it's to make something like that mundane that haunting you mm-hmm. know what i mean like the tv pops on um and it's that centeo commercial and then uh you see uh you kind of look out into the hallway it's like it's it's in the back of the shot it's out of focus yeah yeah, yeah. and then you just see this this figure kind of just like lurk, like just walking towards the door and the camera doesn't really pay attention to it but you can see it in the background she turns the tv off and in the reflection of the tv you see this figure just kind of standing watching her and it's mm-hmm. probably one of the scariest shots <laughs> <laughs> And, and, the, and that part of the cinematography was so good because, like you're saying, it was such a classic trope on the horror shots. You know, mm-hmm. you have Michael Myers standing next to a tree. Yeah, there's and shit the breakaway like kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Where it's like you can see it. And honestly, like, if you were looking, you wouldn't miss it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. most of us are so invested in, like, the main character and what's happening mm-hmm. that you can miss shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely love shit like that mm-hmm. in these movies. It's like 
not quite an Easter egg. Yeah. But you're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, now we kind of know, or in my impressions at this point, is that there is a physical manifestation. This is no longer a dealing. spirit. This is a demon. This yeah. is very <laughs> important to classify this as it is. He looks know? like a like charred Slender Man without yeah. a suit on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Like, he just looks like he's been through the ringer. He's mm-hmm. killed a couple people at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he's obviously our antagonist. He. Sorry, I'm trying yeah. not to mm-hmm. assume the gender of any given demon. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we've seen this, like, physical form, uh, she's, like, ready to go to bed. Because she hasn't seen it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think, Justin, you said while we were watching it that she has, like, the worst spatial awareness yeah, that we've ever seen. Because, like... And when we rewound it, actually, you see that, like, when, if you watch the shadow in the corner of the door, you see that, like, because for me, I just assume the de- demons teleport, because yeah. that's how, mm-hmm. that's how I would travel. Yeah. But he's, he physically walks behind yeah. her mm-hmm. through the scene to, like, be able to be standing behind her to be seen in the TV shot. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just don't understand how you missed it. <laughs> no, no. Any, any chef would have clocked that demon day one. <laughs> <laughs> We're throwing pans of risotto yeah. at it. <laughs> hey, demon, can I get a behind, please? <laughs> you are so fired. <laughs> are you the bartender touch on the back or something? Yeah. Like she starts having the so the first night that she's actually trying to go to sleep after all of this crazy shit that she's, I guess, been through. Because it seemed like she didn't remember when she had the initial, what I call possession, Mm -hmm. where she's just like writhing and shit after the Ouija board scene. She doesn't really recollect anything that's happened so far. So for me, she's like actually ready to go to bed. She's like, I'm so tired from convulsing all day. (laughs) Like I'm really ready for a fucking nap. And we have this scene where like she starts, she puts on her fucking foam covered headphones mm-hmm. and she turns her he- or her flashlight on and she's putting it on the uh, glow in the dark stars that we all had on our ceilings growing yes. up with the moons and shit. Those things are dense, by the way. You yeah. can throw that at somebody and it fucking hurts. <laughs> Just a chunk of plastic. That's, yeah. That's but, what batteries are. <laughs> but it's back in the good old days where it was really just held up with sticky tag, mm-hmm. yeah. which I don't even know exists anymore. Yeah. It was just like chewed bubble gum. That was like, <laughs> it's actually just a butter that nice. I put under there. <laughs> and she starts having what we will perceive later as a nightmare, right? And yeah. What do we see? So this is that one for me where it wasn't lost on me that as she's shining the flashlight up at her moon array constellation thing on her ceiling, that the imagery is reflective of the concept of the eclipse again. And mm-hmm. so anytime we have an instance of an eclipse appearing, we have an instance of a demon appearing not much later than that. Mm-hmm. She hears a noise and she goes and explores the noise again. I guess we're thinking Ouija board. Anyway, she opens the door and it's her sister who's in the closet. And they say something. I, you know, help! Are you with me? Are you with me, Necesito pronto esta aquí. And she hears another knock behind her and whips a quick one eighty. And there is a naked father figure. <laughs> you know, her actual father is standing in the corner of the room. Only a tasteful naked. amount of dick in that scene, right. by the well, way. <laughs> wouldn't know. <laughs> Uh, if you go back and rewatch, I, I know why the demon's mad. <laughs> Shaboy is not packing. I, I, was like, I was like, how the fuck did he make four kids? <laughs> yeah. But as it's approaching her, the demon keeps saying Veronica, Veronica. And she even says, like, Papa? 
like it appears like her father. Mm-hmm. So she's like, is this my wish being granted to me? I get to finally talk to my dad or what? No, it just keeps repeating her name over and over again. And she gets pulled onto the bed by these black three, four fingered hands that mm-hmm. are reaching through the mattress. They spread her jaw up, apart yeah. from her mouth and everything. And we're meant to, you know, that's the allusion to the beginning when we were studying like the mind, like the, you know, all that shit. The fist in the mouth. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's like, <laughs> that was physically represented in the art and everything. But as he's approaching her, he turns to black again and mm-hmm. that inky kind of color. And it, it was the same a, figure that we saw before in the hallway. We we're getting this like. So this is the one where it's apparent to me that this is not actually her father. This is something separate. I don't know if that scene was meant to allude to her own projection of what she was seeing or if it was the demon's conscientiousness to know that he could approach her without fear of like any kind of escape if he appeared as the father or whatever. Either way, it's a really cool scene because it shows that like you know as we'll talk about later you don't always know who's on the other side of the ouija board right you know? well and, and also like i think uh the latter of those two is definitely number two mm-hmm. and the only reason i say that is you have so many instances in horror and honestly like demon mythos to begin with where they are these tricksters they mm-hmm. are the ones that put up these illusions to be like how can i fuck with this person's mind to get to where i need to be and evil dead was really good about that because sure. there were so many mm-hmm. instances where uh, you would have these loved ones that turned into Kandaris, and then next thing you know, they're showing up as like normal people, and they're like David, and it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh no, they're actually still going to fucking murder you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of what I took away yeah. from that scene was I just assumed that it was just him being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes we play with our food, <laughs> <laughs> meatball. Yeah, I, I am your dad. <laughs> I'm right here, Dad. Uh, so she's having, you know, this horrific nightmare and she fucking finally wakes up and she's like, fuck. She tries to explain it to her mom. And I'm late for school. I'm late for fucking school. Which inherently means that all the kids are late for school right, yeah, too. Yeah. Because obviously mom doesn't As her sister mom. She, she's, you know, yeah. Oh, that's my sister mom. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, Alabama was in Spain. <laughs> That was that was a low blow. But <laughs> we can edit that out. <laughs> Who is this we? I'm not gonna <laughs> mark it. Mark, mark it. that shit. Uh, so we get into class, and it's again that very classic trope of the teachers actually talking about everything that's going on with you. And if you were fucking paying attention as a student, you would have been able to make your way through this yeah. shit. There's a really good line in that scene, um, and. It's something that I, again, just caught this this playthrough. The teacher is talking about um, the story, and I didn't catch the name of the story, but um, the moral of the story is like, don't cross that line that separates reality from fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 it just it's what's going on. You know what I mean? She's exactly. she's, she's taking that journey from reality to fantasy. Well, I think that's our first allusion to what the actual twist is. Mm-hmm. Even though, again, I'll, I'll talk about that. <laughs> But, but no, that, that was a really cool scene because you really, like, if you weren't paying attention again to, like, the main focus of the shot, you're actually paying attention to the resolution and the story that's actually happening. And I love that kind mm-hmm. of shit. I love when it's right in front of the protagonist's face. I love that it's yeah. just fucking dangling there. Yeah. Obviously, she's not paying attention. So what do people that are not paying attention do? They go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or I need to a, just separate a, myself. Yeah. Essos. Yeah. Aseos. Aseos. Yeah. Fucking fucking Spain Spanish. 
That shit's for the birds. So instead of going to the bathroom, she goes back to where it all began. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, again, uh, I think this movie was really good about having background shots. And sure. that's what I really mm-hmm. fucking loved was she went back into the underground where they did the seance the first time. And then you have like up in the back, if you're watching, you can see the cloud of smoke where Sister Death is just like burning one down back there. <laughs> Can't smoke anywhere in this city anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time I flick a cigarette, I get arrested. <laughs> I get that, though. But uh, what, what do we kind of run into down there? Um, so she finds the photo of her father. Um, I guess she had left it. You know, that was the personal item you had to bring to the to the seance or whatever. She picks it up, um, and then it pans to Sister Death in the background. Um, and I feel like Sister Death in this movie is like the Yoda of the movie, the Wild Zell The one that, that kind of gets some Doesn't get you. Yeah. yeah. Um, because up until this point, Veronica is, is completely naive to what's going on. You know what I mean? There's some weird things happening. My back's falling off the wardrobe. Blah, blah, blah. I'm but, having nightmares. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. everyone does. You know, just a weird time. You know what I mean? Um, and then Sister Death, um, even though she's blind, um, she's able to, I think in their conversation, a couple sentences in their conversation, she's like, what's in your hand? You know what I mean? She can't see. And then Veronica's like, uh, how do you know I have something in my hand? She's like, you don't always need eyes to see. Mm-hmm. She smells it. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah, she smells That's a stinky picture. <laughs> what did you rub on this grease? <laughs> it gets really awkward because they're, she, she's kind of almost, she's like half-ass explaining like all of the hermits do yeah. in any given series mm-hmm. yeah. where it's just like, you, well, uh, what was it she said? Um, you have to... You have to do something to go back. It was something that didn't make sense to me when I was mm-hmm. reading it, or tr- trying to fucking read it. Willy Wonka said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is another instance of this is actually just the great glass elevator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, essentially, she's explaining to her that you have to go back and do something that you didn't do the mm-hmm. first time. What she's really saying to her is, "You fucked this up. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do it again the correct mm-hmm. way, and make sure you say goodbye, or it won't yeah. leave you." Well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which she she almost told her to say goodbye. She had to fucking buy mm-hmm. another Ouija board with like yeah. the fucking explanation manual on the front, a special edition yeah. of whatever that was yeah. called. Yeah. So like yeah. they're they're finishing up their conversation, and I guess one of the other sisters, which actually I think was it might have been her teacher at yeah. the time comes down and finds them both down there while you know she's still like fucking chain smoking and yeah. talking mm-hmm. to veronica and shit and she's just like all right we have to get you back upstairs crazy lady like yeah. we kind of keep you here as a tax write-off <laughs> so so i think we're jumping ahead to the second visit with sister death is it yeah so the teacher comes on the second visit i think on the first visit she just says hey you have three siblings do whatever you need to protect oh, them yeah you're right you're um, right you're right which is where Veronica gets the first little bit of information about what's happening to her. Because this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is where Sister Death reveals to her that you are not alone. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, This yeah, is yeah, when, yeah. you know, she's having that moment of realization that there is a demon literally attached to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she does that creepy thing where she was like, all of you, stop moving. Stop moving. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. God, that scene felt... I thought that was... Well, because... God, it probably is. It, the, <laughs> those scenes... Those scenes both seemed exactly the same to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also saying that 10 times fast would be really good. <laughs> Prove it. it. <laughs> Not today. Not today, Satan. <laughs> but, but no, they, they really kind of fall into each other because they kind of just do the same thing. It's in the yeah. same location. <laughs> I think that's why the movie's so effective. It's repetition, you know, it means the yeah. same. Yeah. Well, Luke goes back to Yoda twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
possessed you are. <laughs> God, did I just like miss an entire po- point of notes? Because like I just have us going straight into the underground. After That's okay. That. At this point, I have uh, Veronica's friends have kind of moved on to like with their lives and everything. They're not hanging out with Veronica anymore. And this is the point where she discovers like the runes and glyphs and things like that in the right. magazine for protection. This would be <laughs> this would be leading up to the demons, uh, the demon well, choking. The, well, what I was going to say was we got, for for me, I have and I'll edit this shit out. But, yeah. Uh, I have back to the underground. Her friends suck because mm-hmm. that's yeah. what, that's what, mm-hmm. so actually she's at this point now where, you know, she sees Dina and Rosa, and I guess, or Deanna. Deanna. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So Deanna is, I guess, fucking the dude that's got a dirt bike, yeah, which I guess right. is the only dirt bike in Madrid because <laughs> he's just got to be the coolest person there. And she kind of like waves over to him. She's like, come out. I need mm-hmm. to talk to you guys. And, you know, Rosa being, I guess, the closer friend who has not crimped her hair yet, who she's not quite cool enough yet, is kind of talking to her. And she's just like, yeah, it was just weird. Like, everything's kind of fine. And then Deanna comes up, like, smoking a cigarette. She's like, man, fuck this bitch. (laughs) Are you coming with us, Rosa? And she's like, well, of course I am. I'm not going to stay here with this crazy bitch. You remember that time she forced us into a seance against our will? Yeah. <laughs> I still have a theory that it was them that wanted to do the seance more than yeah, anything of else. Yeah, yeah. They had nothing to lose. It wasn't their dad. Right. <laughs> but then Veronica started bugging out and made it weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were like, uh, it's like when you have to be the shepherd when your friends are on fucking drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, man, stay off the ledge. <laughs> You're fine. So I get to the point where she has to she realizes what she has to go do, right? Mm-hmm. She has to go get, she has to, because she finds her manual, mm-hmm. I guess, for the occult, uh, her occult monthly that had come yeah. out. And she, which comes with, in this case, a brand new Ouija board mm-hmm. that she swifts, swiftly puts in the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess only one door works per, per demon. Yeah. <laughs> And she kind of gets this nod towards being able to use um, runes and symbols and glyphs and things of that nature as a ward, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep the demons out and everything. So she starts penciling or pinning all these on paper and like hanging them from like the ceiling fan and shit like that. You know, just (laughs) take this one on the window. They're dream catchers. Yeah, 100%. Um, and as, as night falls, she's looking across and she sees this red light, blue light thing flashing in the apartment building across from her and the demon appears on the next building over. So it's like, are, are the runes working because he's not in the building anymore? So is you this know? our first kill that we just right, don't know about right. that we never find? <laughs> 100%. So we... I was actually asking when the lights went off because I was like, God, it looks so fucking familiar. Like, mm-hmm. I know this pattern. And uh. then we finally go into <laughs> the lights start happening in her sibling. Or actually, she runs in and her siblings are still all asleep, but she flips the light on because she's so worried that, like, you know, this fucking entity is in here and is about to start murdering shit. So she turns the light off. And that same light pattern starts happening. And I was oh, so fuck. Oh, fuck. And I was so grateful that they panned to what it was because it was Simon. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, which I guess was out in 91. I would, yeah. Again, would, oh, yeah. I wouldn't know. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the interesting thing about that light pattern is I think there's like nothing is unintentional in this movie. At the at the beginning of the movie and the very end of the movie, you see these police lights mm-hmm. um, that are kind of casting this color. And if you look at the colors of the Simon, it's only red and blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's mimicking these these police lights. Yeah, so. it's alluding to the future of yeah. the rest of this movie. Like, I like that a lot. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah. Simon yeah. says you're <laughs> Simon says you all gonna die <laughs> unfortunately it was not everyone but uh, so yeah we start playing Simon Says and yeah we start getting the first it's not a dream sequence anymore it's actually like it's a part of us it's like mm-hmm. the you start seeing the like where oh where oh where is shadow kind of like yeah, coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming through the outside of the <laughs> no wall. copyrighted music <laughs> <laughs> that show doesn't exist anymore they don't fucking care uh, but th- you can see like the hand kind of reaching out and like the figure kind of going through the walls we're not seeing the physical manifestation mm-hmm. anymore we're seeing like the shadow realm version of yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of watch like her watching this figure go around the outside of the room and he starts like grabbing the runes and just setting them on fire Mm -hmm. which is like one of those gangster things i have ever seen like a slasher do before he's like you thought this could protect you (laughs) so that was a lot of fun until you know everybody starts having a fucking mental breakdown and like the now that the runes are gone we start to see the the black claws start to come Mm -hmm. up again again not in a dream sequence and it starts choking the shit out of, is it Lucia? Lucia, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lucia, which is one of the younger sisters, and just fucking starts choking the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. And what was so comical about it is, like, we snap two in the scene, and it's just Veronica shaking the fucking life out of this girl <laughs> to wake her up. And this is kind of that first moment where we get the ode to what the whole point of all of this is. Because mm-hmm. now the children are slightly... Not disarmed isn't the right word. They are not feeling Veronica anymore. We are mm-hmm. now being harmed by Veronica. I know my brother got burned. He says that wasn't your fault, but like now you're choking me and that kind of. He's you also know young I mean? and stupid, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's one of those things. And she where, does, you're right. She yeah. does say like, "Why are you? Ch- why were you choking right. me?" And there's genuine fear in their eyes and everything. And that you know, there's that first like, "I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to protect you." Right? You know. That's what my dad said. <laughs> we're we're going to take a break. <laughs> it was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like all the kids are now like in the living room. They're doing like the mass sleepover. Everyone's going to leave like... all the lights on and watch Disney movies. Demons can't hurt us. <laughs> all I'm saying is that that works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we now see like this, the same figure starts to come up over the glass door frame because mm-hmm. we're clearly in like an apartment complex mm-hmm. and uh the the figure starts to come up which is like you know six six five coming up sure and uh yeah plus or minus five yeah yeah and like <laughs> and uh everybody starts like you know gripping each other very tightly and everyone starts backing up towards the wall and the mom opens the door and the mom's like you know fucking five foot <laughs> yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. the shadow just like drops off Veronica's like holding the crucifix, like you know, <laughs> or like the jerry rigged one that she made with like a fucking wine tool. That's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, I misspoke. I thought it was a wine tool. <laughs> no, it is. It still was. And then like Veronica's mom proceeds to just gaslight the shit out of her yep. for the first time, where she's just like, everything is fine. 
and then they have like this fucking uh the conversation about their father was right after this right because they put the kids to bed Mm -hmm. yeah and she starts talking to her mom and it's like this is what i fucking did the other day like i did dark magic during an eclipse (laughs) and she's like Veronica, why the fuck would you do <laughs> She's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> and she was the only part that made that scene mm-hmm. kind of unbelievable for me because she was like, why would you be practicing in the dark arts? Right. Yeah. And also does not believe that this is fucking yeah. Right, because she in fact tells Veronica, you need to grow up. You know, yeah. I mean, this will be echoed later, but like this is one of those the separation between and a couple like, gross ways, but yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and this is that separation between like people again separating reality from the metaphysical yeah. and mm-hmm. what exists beyond the planar realms and everything. So again, is it because she hasn't had her period yet? Yeah. Could, she, could she not connect to reality? Yeah. <laughs> but we're in this like really weird spot where like, you know, she's being gaslit by her mom and now she has to like go back to bed. Right. And it's like, I don't know what her mom probably gets home at like 2 PM. So these kids were up until like fucking three the second time, the second time they got a nap in between. So like they got some of their hours Mm -hmm. worth of sleep. She starts having this fucking really, really Uh weird dream. But what does she do first? She does the eclipse thing on her moon and the ceiling again. And the moons were actually closer together on the second Mm -hmm. one, which I thought was really Mm -hmm. cool. I think that was really good storytelling. Mm -hmm. And we start off with like, she wakes up, right? Which for me, I thought, and I asked Justin, I was like, are we on day three already? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we're on day three. <laughs> he <laughs> totally. Played, he played that off beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get to, she's waking up and like the kids are jumping on the bed and she's just like, they're like, we're hungry. Like freaking out like you do for any fucking parent. Yeah. And you can probably attest to that more than literally anyone else here. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they eat a lot. It's like, Dad, it's pa- pancake time! Your pop tarts are ready. <laughs> All right! <laughs> so the kids start eating Veronica. Like, they start, like, Quite take, literally. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm, I'm talking about, like, fucking horrific peel bites. Yeah, off of it doesn't pan away. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're watching her skin stretch yeah, out. She's freaking out. That, for me, was the most uncomfortable I got. Like, if we're marking those moments for us, like, that, for me, was the moment where I was just like, oh, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> well, I was really worried that it was going to be Antonito was also going to be eating her uh, because he's the cutest kid here. Right. And it's luckily, he, he just starts choking the shit out of he her. He goes for the throat, but in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> so, a little more hands-on. <laughs> 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 so, so like in the midst of like her getting fucking ripped apart by her siblings uh there uh she starts calling out for her mom her mom kind of like appears over top of her and this for me was the most uncomfortable scene i've been in a relationship for 10 years so like per- periods don't freak me out yeah. but like the the way that they shot this was fucking disturbing because yeah. it starts mm-hmm. off with like the mother standing over top of Veronica while she's screaming out for help and the kids are even like she can't hear you (laughs) and you see her whole hand just start like levitating over her and it was like one of the weirdest shots because it was just a a straight up shot from her face through the hand to the ceiling there was Mm -hmm. nothing else going on in it and like the hand keeps going and it stops over her crotch and like she just starts bleeding Mm -hmm. all over the place and she says it again you need to grow up (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. So she is so fucking traumatized mm-hmm. in the midst of this, and then she finally wakes up. And see, that was one of the most effective scenes to me because it's like, it's the whole movie is about the mental degradation of Veronica. She's she's playing parent. You know, her mother's pretty much an absentee mother. Um, she's trying to balance friend life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She's got these supernatural things happening to her, and then she's making the transition from adolescence to womanhood, mm-hmm. all in the midst of that. So mm-hmm. it's it's just so many things going on and just wearing on her. Yeah, it's almost like what breaks her down to make her susceptible to a demon Absolutely. or to like being able to fall between reality mm-hmm. yeah. and not. That's a really good take on that. Like I, I, I definitely agree with that because it, it, it is like. And even like later on in the movie that we're going to discuss, like it's just more it, like it's just pop shot after pop yeah. shot at fucking Veronica, and she just gets beat down this entire fucking movie. So yeah, now she kind of wakes up and she's in this really awkward point where my first thought was the irony that you know we had uh, Antonito earlier being like, "I'm not going to pee the bed again," and then we have her wake up and she like she's going to go out the door. And I'm like, God, please. And I, I actually got eluded at one point because I thought that <laughs> I thought that it did happen. Yeah. And or sorry, I thought that it didn't happen. It very t- much turned out that it did. She like turns around and there's just like a little dot mm-hmm. where like actually, weirdly enough, a lot of dudes get that little pee spot. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> and, and she turns around, she goes back to the bed and she's like, oh, fuck. Like, I actually just had my first period mm. and she, like now we see her like scrubbing it with fucking i don't know what you used back then i said bleach but they mm. clearly didn't have Cynthia. any <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-oxyclean so <laughs> this movie was actually just one big ad in spain for it Cynthia. was yeah, yeah um clearly does not get out menstrual blood <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so we kind of move on to or we go back so to sister she, death right well, she she lifts up the mattress, and on the other side of the mattress is this enormous black stain that does not, like, oh, correlate is... with what would have... You know what I yeah. mean? And she moves between the other rooms in the house and notices that they have stains, like, on the bottom of... Because this is the point where Anton, uh, Antonito has said, Dad's coming back. Antonio Banderas. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Antonio Banderas has said, Dad's coming back, and he's coming to take me back to where I'm coming from. And everything. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right. If you see him, plug your ears and call my name as, as loud as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just starts exploring, flipping other mattresses over and that kind of thing. One of them has like a clear outline of a body. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's another one that has a body in a fetal position. And so it's clear at this point that the demon is not only fucking with Veronica, but also all of the other children in their own unique ways, or at the very least, sleeping underneath their beds. You know right. what I mean? So. Or sleeping in the shadow under their bed, right. or however the mm-hmm. fuck this fucking trans because that, creature it, moves. It looked closer to a burn than it did anything else. Sure, yeah. you know what like I mean. Mold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were also in right. like interesting shapes between mm-hmm. all of them. Like I felt like one kind of looked like a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one actually, <laughs> but the one under Veronica's bed was the only one that almost looked like a person. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, guess if you're looking at like a Rorschach or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're in here with me. <laughs> Um, clouds. <laughs> what, what was so effective about this scene to me is it's like it it it's the isolation and and is it, intimacy a weird word? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, like because only for you. Yeah, because <laughs> your first. I, I, I'm 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 not I'm not a a, a a woman, so it's you know. 
Sure. But your first period, that's something that your your mother or someone should be there for you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Veronica is just having to deal with this by herself. And she was already a woman before all of this, yeah. just with the role that she had taken yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. So it's weird to be like, no, you're only, you know, a fucking woman when you menstruate. Like, that's yeah. bullshit. Because mm-hmm. first of all, you're 15 and you take care of yeah, three kids. Absolutely. And your mom doesn't I'm do literally that. more of a <laughs> yeah. woman than you are. So. <laughs> but I mean, it's just this... It's, it, it's this isolated, oppressive atmosphere that's building mm-hmm. up around her. And 100%. It's, you, know, you know, she doesn't have any help. She just had her first period. And it's like, you know, where's the mother in this situation? And so what does she do? She goes to the only real guidance that she had in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. She goes right back to sister dad yeah. for visit number mm-hmm. two, you know. And this is where we actually get into her mm-hmm. being like, you fucked everything wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do it right this time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't know how, Dad. <laughs> and she makes the comment that you have to send it back through the door. You can't. Mm-hmm. You, it has to go out the way it came in. And I guess that's why this Ouija board wouldn't work. I don't, again, wouldn't yeah. fucking know. Sure. <laughs> you know. I think the new Ouija board would work better than the one that's been mm-hmm. snapped in half and is held together with scotch tape. Yeah. <laughs> that jank-ass Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so she rebuys the Ouija board and she's like reading through the manual and she's like, uh, she kind of has this realization that she has to pull the original Avengers back together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. has to get Dina and Rosa in on this mm-hmm. so that everybody can say goodbye, which is what we read throughout this. And actually, real quick, there are some really weird shots of the manual where there's like the red dragon (laughs) and and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you who have seen the Hannibal series, you'll get that reference. For those of you who just read, apparently you'll get that too. I was unaware Mm -hmm. that this was also part of like Spanish fucking war. (laughs) I subscribed to occult magazines when I was 15. (laughs) (laughs) I did for Dark Horse, but like. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so we get to this point where she's like trying to figure out how to get the gang back together and she shows up to the party and like this is one of my favorite scenes for like everything outside of what's actually happening mm-hmm. and she rolls up to the door and fucking Rosa or uh, yeah Rosa answers the door and she's got like crimped hair it looks mm-hmm. like the 80s had never fucking mm-hmm. died looks like my mom <laughs> <laughs> I As told long, you <laughs> if your mom looks good in denim she looks good in denim that's not anybody else's fault <laughs> And she's got like, you know, the one uh, flat side that's uh-huh. like bobby pinned Clip in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like someone who came out of an 80s slasher. For mm-hmm. sure. But was supposed to die in that. Somehow she made it to this one to not fucking die. So she's like, well, you can come in. You can kind of try and talk to Deanna, mm-hmm. but I don't know. She's how a little going. busy. If you <laughs> know what I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they walk. She's, you know, running around the whole house and she's talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, have you seen Deanna? And they're like, I think she's in the kitchen. (laughs) So he goes in there, and obviously the kitchen, they're having like a house party. So it's like 12 deep in like an island style kitchen. And (laughs) she is just going ham on making out with this dude. Mm -hmm. And she pulls him, sorry, Veronica pulls Deanna out from the situation. Deanna's just like, What the fuck? I was busy. Like, are you serious right now? Like, I wish I was that busy in high school. (laughs) And, you know, they're trying to convince her. And she's, and again, this is just her getting gaslit more by everyone else around her. And like you were just commenting on, it's that level of isolation that really kind of keeps pushing her farther and farther away. 
And again, back on the demonology lore is like, that's kind of what they do is they're more powerful when they're just on top of you. They're not Mm -hmm. dealing with, they're not trying to get the multi kill. (laughs) They're just trying to get the main kill Mm -hmm. out of this. And that's kind of where we start kind of reverting and we wind up going back to the house. Right. And then uh, I think Eric commented on the way they were doing the runes. (laughs) Yeah. So this is, this is the point where there's a moment in every horror movie where I have to take a step back and just say, hold the fucking phone. <laughs> You'll get better at this at some point. <laughs> we have literally just gotten a convert. Like this is back when they were, uh, I think Veronica was talking to Antonito about how, um, you know, dad's coming back and everything like leading up to that. She's like, why do you have this book in here? You can't read. <laughs> so we flash forward like five hours and she is now, it's now incumbent upon Antonito to be in charge of ruining the entire house to prevent it. You know what I mean? And it's just Nordic runes. Yeah. yeah. We're going to put you on the Cyrillic. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You can draw a circle. And I just, I just, I, again, that just, we have to make the plot move forward. I guess that was opening up the avenue for she whatever. She clearly but didn't the, have time to make the runes. Because holy fucking shit, why would you charge anybody that can't read with drawing the only thing that has any semblance of giving you some kind of protection from yeah. the demonic force? You know what and I mean? And on that same note, we already know they don't fucking work. And so it, just, <laughs> it almost felt like that was what the joke was. I want to make him feel important and like he's contributing to this because it, anyway. Thanks, six-year-old. <laughs> but I just wasn't a fan of that. That's all. But then while he's like, he's transcribing these runes, he flips the page from the symbols of pr- protection to the symbol of invocation. invocation. Yeah. <laughs> Which, first of all, as a, as a magazine writer, why put those right, right. next to each other? <laughs> like, <laughs> just don't put it in there. Why would you put, here's how you summon yeah. a demon. <laughs> and then so he's just accidentally superpowering these demons. <laughs> This is how to turn in your gun to police safely. <laughs> this is how to fire a gun in our <laughs> No, just bring us your math. We won't charge you. We're just right. going to get yeah, rid yeah. of it for you safely. Yeah. <laughs> so now uh, I think, Justin, you were actually commenting on the fact that, it, like, why would you involve the kids mm-hmm. in this, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Not because it's not even just the like I can't read and I'm making runes on the walls in crayon. It's yeah. like you guys are about to be a part of this seance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's I think I don't know. I, I've never played with the Ouija board because fuck that. Ouija, but, Ouija, yeah, Ouija. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think there has to be like there has to be like three people, right? Um, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And Antonino, I mean, that, that's the one thing I do respect about Veronica is he never he's always sitting these kind of things out. Well, you know and I mean? he makes mm-hmm. a comment actually in the movie. Well, I mean, he writes a comment in the movie. I can't remember who exactly said it, but when they were initially going to do the Ouija, they said it's always powerful in numbers that are odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which Fair. I found to be odd. Because the siblings <laughs> all inclusive would be four, so one has to sit out, right? I mean, well, yeah, one's yeah. odd, just do it yourself. <laughs> That's very fair. No one is that powerful of a wizard. Yeah. Veronica sucks, number one. <laughs> She's just levitating over the Ouija right. board. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it rhyme in Spanish? Right. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's fucking down. weird that you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to put these because i assume uh, i think you said anthonito is around like five or six right? five or six for, yeah. for, for k mm. uh so i guess that puts her other two sisters between like 
Somewhere between yeah. seven and twelve, you know. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> One of them's thirty-five, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia. <laughs> Yeah, the one that got choked. It was like, why are you choking me? I'm like, no, that's can, the response. I can clearly moment. see you choking me. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, will you stop choking me? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we started having the seance. And, you know, now the creepy stuff starts to happen. Mm-hmm. The They start, they do the, the initial summons, right? Mm-hmm. And then they start to try and, like, bring it back down. Because they're given, like, the goodbyes. They go straight to goodbye. All right, yeah. fuck this. I'm only here to say goodbye to you. You know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> and, and they had to have, it said in the uh, the occult monthly manual, yeah. you had to have mm-hmm. a mantra or a song that everybody could sing together to kind of serenade the demon or spirit or fucking whatever away from you. And as it turns out... <laughs> It's the Kentea. Sentea. The Sentea commercial. One more one more time. Mm-hmm. And they're just like singing about cleaning their fucking house. Mm-hmm. And now the weird shit starts to happen. The door starts to close. The glass falls over. It rolls all the way down. The rolls all the, the way to the door. Mm-hmm. The candles start to blow out. And then this was one of my favorites in the in the entire movie was when the cup hits the door. And it keeps rolling back and rolling yeah. forward to hit it again. Like it was, yeah. it was, well, it was like a knock. It was yeah. just knocking at the yeah. door. It was like, what? And then as soon as Veronica gets close enough to open the door, the door opens itself. <laughs> and the cup just rolls through. Thank you. There was a, there was a scene where, um, so there's like a partition between her, her rug and the floor. And it's like an, it's like an inch gap, you know, the, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a pretty thick carpet and the, the glass physically like pushes itself up on the mm-hmm. carpet. Right. That was so creepy to me. It was. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I missed that. Actually, yeah. I think I think I just like fucking missed that. You and- can barely jump in Dark Souls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like your cup. <laughs> so now we have uh, you know Veronica's going to explore the knocking cup and she's like, you know, talking to uh, Lucia and uh, what was her name? Uh, I, I got it. Irene. Irene. And she's like, That's "What I'm here for?" Yeah, I, I, know. <laughs> I know. We'll bother pay. I promise. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna get food this week. <laughs> zero times one is still zero. <laughs> Seriously, fucking pay us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we get to this point where she's like walking through the door, and the door just like slams behind her, and she's like, "Okay, well, I need to start investigating yep. this." And she reaches into the the beds are still all flipped up in the positions that she wore mm-hmm. that they were in earlier, which is why she was freaking out from seeing all of the uh, different striations and colorations mm-hmm. and shit like that that were clearly not from just peeing the bed. Yeah. No. <laughs> There's this scene where, like, for me, and I feel like I say this on every episode, but I'm already fucking gone at this point. I don't even care that I'm being followed, but like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'll go on the beach and die. I'll die yeah. somewhere that's not in a fucking apartment in Madrid. And she goes to like reach at the stain that's on the underside of her bed. And then this giant claw just comes in. Mattress starts, demon. Yeah, mattress demon starts <laughs> trying to pull her in. And as she's about to get pulled in, she's being pulled back mm. but she winds up pulling this fucking demon out yeah so she freaks out she's running out and then we have like 
honestly one of the coolest scenes in the movie mm. where she's going to get the kids, she's going to get everybody out, and like the window, the sorry, not the windows, the fucking pictures just start dropping. Yeah, yeah, like wall. all hell breaks loose. It looks like people were holding on to it yeah. from the other side the by like light a bulbs are exploding and shit like that, like all kinds of crazy. We shit. gotta save yeah. the babies. <laughs> So, you know, she scoops up, uh, what's his name? Antonio yeah. at this point, And she grabs the girls and we're all running downstairs. And there's kind of a mind fuck. And like, Justin, I think you'll explain this better than I have. Cause, or I will be able to, because you've seen the movie more. Um, but we get to this crazy twist, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so they're evacuating the apartment. All hell's breaking loose. I mean, you got this, like, all this poltergeist activity kind of thing. Um, and she scoops up Antonita, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she has him in her arms. Um, and then they get to the exit of the apartment building. Um, the two sisters, Irene and Lucia, uh, they get outside of the door, and then the door slams shut. And then you hear them screaming. She goes, they go, Veronica, where's Antonito? And then it pans to a mirror. She looks and she's, she's, she, it, her arms are out like she's holding something, but no one's there. Dun, dun, dun. And she realizes the <laughs> demon has just duped her. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she runs back to the apartment and that's, that's where the final, final scenes take place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it off of the demon on that shit. Yeah. And yeah, we, we get. Yeah. So this is, this is my laugh out loud moment of the movie, but she goes into the bathroom and Antonita is sitting there. You can see the shower curtain is just like barely obscuring him. And he's like still there and everything, but you can see the demon shatter or whatever. And he gets like yoinked into the shower. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and as she pulls the curtain back before she gets a chance to, the demon slaps the shit out of her and mm-hmm. her head bounces off the mirror and the glass breaks and everything. And uh, it just, we, it need was, a, we need a rewind real quick yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's not the only time that a slap the shit out of has happened in this fucking movie. Movie. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. when they were about to go downstairs yeah. and she's trying to get the sisters uh-huh. together and she's like, pull yourself together. Where's your sister? Backhands yeah, the fucking shit like, out of her. She force palms Lucia <laughs> into like obedience. And, and so, Sorry, continue with her. Well, that, I mean, that was it. Like, that's right. and she just, her head bounces off the floor and now she's kind of looking in the mirror and there's the, you know, again, the symbolism of the cracked mirror, the cracked reflection, cracked reality, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm seeing that I'm perceiving right now is being separated. Everything's been shattered. That is 100%. And this is where, if I'm not mistaken, she goes for Antonito once again. And he's mm-hmm. got his fingers plugging he's in the, his he's ears. In the he's doing exactly, <laughs> I know, with Aslan. And he's, he's doing exactly what he was instructed to do. Plug your ears, say my name as loud as you can. And he's so scared, he's barely whispering it. You know what I mean? He's just responding to but it. But you say that when you see Dad. <laughs> and that's where the twist right. finally fucking oh, happens. Is we see Veronica standing there and we... This was this is another one of the parts that was kind of confusing mm-hmm. to me for like how they I guess put the perception out for me mm-hmm. at sure. least. Well, when she's standing in the wardrobe, you know, it opens up. There's the mirror on either side, and then there's the drop in the back side mm-hmm. of the wardrobe. Sure. Now the mirrors again, like resembling that cracked reality. Mm-hmm were a different version of They were of desynchronized her. from what she was doing physically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. But I think they were not even synchronized for how they were setting up the scene, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is you have Veronica that is crying in the mirror because she's having this realization that, surprise, she was the demon the whole fucking yeah. time. But her, the actress, the, the main, uh, the not mirror mm-hmm. entity, yeah. is kind of in that same role as the one that's viewing it. And that's what was weird to me. And And so, yeah, like if you, if you, y'all want to speak more on this, this is what ultimately is like the climax of this movie for me, 
Because this is her realizing that despite her best efforts to protect her family, because she tapped into, like we were talking about in that school scene, mm. separating from reality from fantasy, because she tapped into it, despite her best efforts to protect her family, the people that she loves, she is causing them harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that is what else is there except a demon, you know, to like blame for all that. And that was what was so cool to me because this movie comes off as a horror movie. This movie, by definition, is a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it's definitely a tragedy. It's definitely a uh, psychological thriller. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I feel like what I mean more so is like the person that is acting in the mirror world and the person that is acting in front of us is the same character mm-hmm. yeah. to me. I don't feel like the demon was actually inside. Well, it is actually when you see it later, it feels like it's still outside of the her. demon was only in scenes that that Veronica, like if you think about it, every instance where the demon was Veronica was in that room too, that yeah. scene too, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it was acting either symbiotically or, simultaneously with Veronica. You know what I mean? And maybe that's part of where the psychological comes in is Mm -hmm. it kind of feels like there, for for me again, there, it felt like there was that detachment there. Mm -hmm. Whereas the way they kind of end the movie, they seem more in tandem Mm -hmm. and maybe this was all leading up to that. And I just didn't understand that coming to this point. But again, they, they felt like two separate entities when they were trying to give us the fact that they were one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the scene that really kind of, like, so we talked about the slap, right? Yeah. Um, when the demon slaps her, her head hits the mirror and there's a pause mm-hmm. where she's looking at her reflection. Her her expression drops. She's not scared looking anymore. Mm-hmm. She grabs the piece of glass and then instead of the demon stalking her, you see the demon following her. It even helps her open the doors. Hey, okay. yeah. mm-hmm. So I think that slap was a transition from Veronica to Veronica possessed. Mm-hmm. So is that also her just fighting back then? What what I was viewing later in that room when she's still like she doesn't have that drop expression yet because yeah. she's still working on getting Antonito mm-hmm. to respond to her. Yeah, you know, I would I would almost argue that she's at this point completely purpose driven. She I knows so. what she has to do, you know. Oh, what okay. I mean, because she has that moment where she puts the shard of mirror glass up to her throat. Yeah, and she takes the swipe. And the demon stops it. The yeah. possessed, the thing that's yeah. controlling her that still has, I can't let so you do this. So it is still her. I can, it is, because yeah. as my host, I can't let you do this. Right. right. You know what I mean? <laughs> or I what, do have to say goodbye. <laughs> instead, what I have to do is spread your jaw away from your head and slide my three fingers down your throat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and then we kind of get to, you know, like you were saying, she fucking tries to slit her own throat. Mm-hmm. And then we get this weird possession part, and I guess she must have nicked something. Because if this demon has some form of self-preservation, she does still die. Right, yeah. She does uh-huh. still die. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we have this scene where, like, you know, uh, we, we kind of jump back to the beginning of the movie at this point. The cops have come in. Mm-hmm. The mother has run down the street after mm-hmm. them because I guess her mom sense was tingling. Red and, and blue lights. Yeah. It's pouring rain. The yeah. kids are screaming. The, yeah. yeah. So we're taking care of the younger sisters downstairs. We still don't know what happened to Antonito upstairs yeah. yet. And then we kind of just have the same detective come up. And we, again, that what the fuck face <laughs> was... We now see Veronica in like the most awkward yoga pose ever because she's just like, you know, stretching her spine out from the back Mm -hmm. and she's like, it looks like the exorcist if they didn't raise her off the ground. It was a really classic take on what possession would look like. Yeah. Some kind of supernatural interference with what's going on in reality. But you would think the possession would have saved her because we see like it went. So there's what 
the de- the detective perceives and what mm-hmm. we perceive. What we perceive is again back to that shot of the demon like shoving his fist down her throat, mm-hmm. and that's how he's getting himself in there for the full on possession, I guess. Whereas the uh, detective just sees you know her convulsing mm-hmm. body and fucking floating off the ground, and he's like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do with all this. Yeah. This may be a bit of a reach, and I'm going to backtrack just a little bit, but just talking about the concept of what the demon would benefit from her being dead, right? When we were looking at the original imagery of, like, the mind sacrifices and everything, they were going for the heart. Yeah, right? that's how you gain their power. And so he's, <laughs> you know, potentially reaching down her throat towards her, you know, cardiovascular system to, like, feed on that or become more powerful because of that or whatever. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. we never see him, though. Right. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that in like the context of like what is effectively a stalker killer movie, we never actually see a motive mm-hmm. from the demon itself. It just simply is here to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to fuck shit up right. and chew bubble gum. Right. Guess what I'm out of. <laughs> we we kind of now like shoot to this scene where the same detective is just mm-hmm. kind of writing up the story, and that's where we start to kind of get the uh, the the real ending of it because it's like they start showing the the synopsis of the police reports and what we hope are, well, not for their sake, but, (laughs) but what we would hope would be like real uh, shots Mm. of what had happened. And it's kind of confusing. And then we have, there's a picture of Veronica that burns earlier, Mm. that burns her face out that you see. And that kind of reforms itself Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie as as the final shot, which I guess is supposed to kind of like allude to, she's a demon now too. Mm -hmm. You could be possessed by Veronica next time. Because the picture becomes burned, all the lights come back on, cop immediately gets the call that Veronica has passed away or whatever. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? All of that happens instantaneously, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, cut movie at that point. Like, yeah. I mean, it was. Title card, yeah. yeah, it w- it was something that I really enjoyed. Uh, I'll I'll be last on this one. Uh, so, final comments, Eric. What do you think? So this one is give just, your score in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. This is a this is just a good possession kind of. I think things like Exorcist are a great example of this. About um, what? Let me back up a little bit. What this one did differently is because I love so much that this is Veronica acting in defense of the people that she loves. She doesn't know what she's carrying mm-hmm. with her. She doesn't know what harm she's doing until the final scene of the movie. You know what I mean? And that's what's so brutal about that. Her friends talking about how scared they were of her after that sequence happened and everything. There are things that we may not have seen in the movie that were alluding to how much harm she was doing in reality and everything. And that's a really cool kind of like that. There's not a whole lot that's unique about this movie, except for that concept to me, yeah. which is super fun. So I'm going to give this one a really like a strong six, light seven. I'm leaning closer to seven. Cause okay. I just, I had a lot of fun with it. And again, it was so well acted. Oh, most like, definitely. Yeah. Sure. Justin, what do you think? Absolutely, man. Well, I think, I think what I like about this is, um, that it's just it's there's a supernatural element and it's 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 the pervasive uh, theme of the movie right is the supernatural but i mean you're you're dealing with with things that we all deal with you know what i mean puberty um grief loss you know friends you know wondering if your friends like you trying to maintain friendships as a child my friends don't like it you know it's it's tough that that age is already tough puberty is tough you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's something you're dealing with and then having these these demons there only <laughs> exacerbating these issues i mean 
Um, it, it taps into what I what I really like in horror movies where, you know, it's, it's, it's stuff like like the Babadook does it really well. You know, it's this familial horror. You're like it's the it's the mental degradation that you get. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Hereditary does it super well. Mm-hmm. These these super these outside elements are wearing and you get to see how, the effect that it has on the character. And I think more character driven horror is it, what really does it for me mm-hmm. um, for a Netflix movie. Wonderful, yeah, holy uh, shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put it right up there with like the ritual, you know. Um, yeah, but I, I would say, uh, in in the ethos of like horror movies in general, I would give it. A, I would give it a strong seven. I feel that. No, yeah. I, I definitely. I I understand why you wanted to watch this movie because yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I think the story was very strong. I think that um, the actors were very well driven, especially for like how much there was really outside of Veronica. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like you, I felt like you got a lot of insight into the way these characters thought with the brief interactions we really mm-hmm. got with everyone that wasn't, you know, her, I will say, I think I give this movie like six, six and a half. And that's more so plot point issues sure, for sure. me. And I get that. Like, it's one of those things where, you know, like you said, you're going through puberty. There's all this stress. Everything's kind of coming down on her. But there's a handful of things to me that, like, just didn't make sense in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of felt like Lady Death was a character that they just, like, put in. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exposition. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I did enjoy the exorcist tropes. Um, the I think one of the only things that kind of really kind of put me off from this movie was the big twist was the fact that she was possessed the whole time yeah. and we're like no shit we literally <laughs> yeah. we watched her get possessed in the first five minutes of the right. fucking movie yeah um but other than that, like i said the plot was strong the actors were great eric would you watch this movie again yeah i think this is one of those examples of how subtext exists whether you perceive it as such or not and when you're watching a movie, perhaps for the second or third time, or maybe showing it to a friend in the context of a podcast watch along, <laughs> you may see things that you didn't know were there. Yeah. And so maybe there's more to it than what we saw on the surface on the first watch. So I think absolutely it's worth another take. Clocking it at just over an hour and 30 minutes is always strong for me. So yeah. it's one of those Plus things where yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can always get in there and get it done and move on. Um, yeah. What about yeah. yourself? And then one thing about this movie that, and I don't even know if, we realized this, but there, aside from Antonito, there's really no male characters that have more than one line of dialogue. I actually thought Lucia was a male character for the longest. She was. Time. She was cool, man. She looked like young Joan Jett. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I think that is really cool that it was very female driven, and it's especially like in the school they were at too. Which yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, it was all sisters. I don't mm-hmm. think I saw a single father there. No. Yeah, because no. we didn't go to the principal's office. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but no, that, that's really neat. I, I would also watch this movie again because especially after, uh, the, uh, Centella scene the first time, you know, and like seeing that classic, uh, slasher in the background, I'm like, okay, well, what else could I have missed? Cause they're like, there's even like those little scenes where like the first time that we see, uh, Simon going off in the apartment complex, apartment complex across the way. You can actually see him walking through the door, and I'm mm-hmm. like that's really cool. But I was like, are there other scenes where yeah, I just sure. straight up missed him? Right. Yeah, yeah. And this seems like the kind of director that would do that. So I think it's a, I think it would be a fun second watch. The fact that he saw something on watch number four that he had never seen before makes me believe that there's shit in here that we yeah. haven't. You know, <laughs> I feel like that's evident. We're actually going to get to life updates, uh, but we're going to start with the man of the hour. Uh, cool. You know, the Burgermeister Meister Burger. Mr. Justin Webster. Yeah. What's going on with you, man? Um, so we are opening a restaurant. Um, what? 
you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a secret at this point. We've been doing a lot of pop ups. Not guys. by the time this shit comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, we've been we've been doing a lot of pop ups. Uh, we. I'm so happy, you know, the support this community has shown us has been awesome. Um, I guess this is a good time to break it. So we, you guys have known that we, we have a physical location coming. Um, our location is going to be at 285 West 4th Street, uh, the old Mystic Ginger location right beside Tate's. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. Very, you're actually going back to your old stomping grounds. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. The honeypot, man. It's where I kind of cut my teeth. But yeah. Um, <laughs> get ready, guys. Uh, don't go to Jimmy John's. Uh, just come straight to Hef's, get you a burger and go get drunk at We've Tate's. We've been waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. motherfuckers closed the door on me at eight o'clock last week. Yeah. Fuck them. And Jimmy John's is a gross. So. Yeah, yeah. They clean their slicers with Windex. That's, that's, that's not got a joke. it. They should be cleaning them with Centeo. I was going to say, I was going to say, it was so easy. It was so easy. No free ads. <laughs> That'd be dope, though, if we started getting sponsored by Spain. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, guys, look for us. Uh, we're, we're hoping August 1st. That's a tentative date. Um, but yeah, a late summer. So keep it, keep an eye out guys. You will definitely see us there. Yeah. Uh, everyone here actually are social media persons here today. And let's just say she's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, sent Laura the other day. She went down to poppy seed where you were at to, uh, get some burgers in the pouring rain. Cause she loves me so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we're fucking so grateful to have you today man uh eric you guys. what is uh what's going on with you man yeah i play guitar in a band called paper violet and we've got a single coming out. yeah we've got a uh single coming out on june 3rd and i have nothing else to say <laughs> <laughs> i have done nothing but promo for this shit for the okay. last like three weeks of my life and i'm very tired <laughs> <laughs> i feel that yeah. um It'll probably be a little late when this comes out for a project that we're doing. But if you miss us or we put this out late, uh, go ahead and donate money to uh, WWIM USA, which is, uh, or sorry, WW, Jesus Christ, MMIW USA, which is Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women's USA, uh, which is a project that's very close to my heart that I would love to see flourish a little bit more i'm not going to plug my own stuff this week because i'm waiting for some stuff to come through the cracks we're having some uh insurance issues right mm -hmm. now but yeah i'd like to thank everybody i would love to thank justin one more time yeah, thank, thank you, you so much That's for fucking being here today yeah. uh the movie was a blast as always it's so much good to see so good to see you my friend and thanks for joining us where it creaks it cracks and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night awesome thanks for having me guys what what? Hey oh, 